Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence and your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we are starting to move out of retrograde energies. First, the Mars retrograde, which has been allowing you to go back over situations, either in your mind or in reality, to make corrections in the way that you've handled your anger, conflict, self-motivation, and even sexual relationships. As it comes to an end, it will be a moment of deepened intimacy and emotional transformation. Mars is the planet of energy, action, and sexual desire. In modern astrology, Mars is the ruler of the fire sign Aries. Mars is a planet which excites us into action. So notice which actions you are now ready to take. However, we are still in Mercury retrograde, but we will see this planet start to move direct on or around the 18th of January. So get ready to start feeling like this new year is finally taking off. This will be a year of getting out of your comfort zone and breaking free of your old fears. You may not be able to change the past, but you can change the story and how you approach your path for 2023. We are vibrating at a higher frequency, more refined and aware. Everything in life on your path has meaning. We all come into this lifetime with a purpose. And even if you cannot see the invisible threads of creation connecting it all, trust that all the threads are weaving this fabric of life together for you in wholeness. It is important to find ways to tend to the struggles of your life with the rights of the mystery schools that can offer you inspiration, amusement, and joy. Rights being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, and stones and crystals. These tools can free you from all the stress that is going on in the world. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my Energy Focus for the Week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook, or catch the replay. As we move through all these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with a deep Akashic Soul reading. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the energy patterns and all that old stuff you carry around. I am opening just a few spots for my private mentoring this winter, the Empowered Spirit Program. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how my programs can help you. Living your dreams and not someone else's is a theme for this new year. Knowing your energy, your visions is so important. So my guest today is Linda Schiller, who works deeply with dream work. Her latest book is PTS Dreams, Transform Your Nightmares from Trauma Through Healing Dream Work. In this episode, we talk about the many types of dreams, nightmares, emotions, how to remember your dreams, 
Why some people say they don't remember them, how you can use them to heal, her Gaia system of dream work, consciousness, and trauma. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause and center and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, bringing that breath up the body. And exhale, pulling that breath all the way back down. Slowing down, centering. Inhale, expanding the breath up the body. And as you exhale, call in your energy, call in your spirit, feel the alignment of your spirit right on top of the physical body. Taking another deep inhale and exhale, dropping into the heart, in the very center of the heart, in the deepest part, feel that connection that you have with your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved and supported. Feeling all this energy coming in for you as we take a moment to call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings. Calling in your own spirit guides. Feeling all this energy coming in with you as you notice where you are on this great wheel of life. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we find ourselves in the season of winter, which as I teach in the medicine wheel is the direction of the North. It is about our dreams, our visions, going deep, deep within our spirit, taking the time to slow down, to process, so that you can bring your visions, your dreams forward. Calling in the directions to the North, the East, the South and the West, above you, below you, right into the very center, taking a moment and setting an intention for where you are right now. See and hear and feel and know this intention for you and allow the elevated emotions of how you want to feel with this intention come forward, radiating out from your heart all around you, setting that energy for you. Taking another deep inhale and exhale. Sending that breath all the way down, grounding, centering, bringing your awareness back, blinking the eyes open, coming back.
My guest today is Linda Yael Schiller. She is a psychotherapist, consultant, supervisor, and trainer in Watertown, Massachusetts. By integrating traditional therapeutic styles and techniques with expressive energy, psychology, and body-based modalities, Linda is able to provide support for healing at all levels of the self, mind, body, heart, and spirit. Her philosophy of treatment incorporates both deep healing at the source and practical coaching for daily life issues and dilemmas. Linda works from a psycho-spiritual and body-mind orientation. Potential clients can expect an individualized approach to their needs and to be met with warmth, respect, and a wide range of therapeutic options available to best help them reach their treatment goals. Lisa also works deeply with dream work and offers a group dream circle, individual consultation, and training for professionals on working with dreams. She has designed several innovative methods for dream work. One method is based on the Kabbalah. Another is a youngin-based approach for dream work with trauma survivors called Gaia, Guided Active Imagination Approach. And a third is an integration of dream work methods across several styles. For professionals, Linda offers a bi-weekly consultation group, individual and dyad supervision, in-service training, seminars, and professional mentoring. So let us welcome Linda to the show. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here, too. And as we were talking before we hit record, I'm fascinated with the idea of dream work. I have only studied a little. So to me, it's like, yes, fascinating. When I have a dream, fascinating. When I get messages, I am just really fascinated and try to write down as many as I can. So I'm very excited to talk to you today, to talk about your latest book and bring it forward and really just have our listeners hear more and more of how you're using dream work in the healing phases. But I would like to begin and just kind of ask you, like, what led you to writing this book? Great question. So I had written a previous book, Modern Dream Work, that came out in 2019. And I, I worked on that for a really long time because I had the the idea and the knowledge that I knew I had a, this book to write for years, but my daughter was too young and I was too busy. So my friends in my dream circle said, but you could write a blog. So with the first book, I blogged for like seven years and then it became the the bones and the chapters of the first book. And I wasn't planning on writing this second book, PTS Dreams, so soon because I was still just kind of getting get, getting over, if you will, the, the whirlwind of the first one. Um, but then COVID hit. Hmm. And in addition to as a psychotherapist, working with people with various forms of personal and familial and ancestral trauma in their lives, you know, for years and years and years, I've always paid attention to things going on in the world. But suddenly we were in the middle of a worldwide trauma and it just hit me that, you know, don't wait. People need this now. And um, that was really my impetus for, for getting going on it. And, you know, some people, you know, had pandemic projects of they learned to knit or one of my friends made the best sourdough bread ever. <laughs> I wrote a book for my pandemic project. Yeah. 
And I, cause I had the time we weren't going to the movies and we weren't going out to eat. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good. And, and I know, you know, during COVID I created a tarot deck. So I hear you, you know, it's like, yeah, we had the extra creative time. And I think that's really great. And now this latest book before you said it was the modern dream work and now it's PTSD dreams. And I think that's fascinating. And I would imagine through the other book, you've just learned so much more about different kinds of dreams, about why we dream. And now I guess as the book indicates, it's like transforming your nightmares from trauma through healing. So yeah, I would love to talk a little bit more about like how do you use dream work in the healing aspects of this? Sure. So what I sometimes I, I joke with my clients and I say, you know, if you if you pay attention to your dreams and you write them down and you work with them, it's like free therapy every night. <laughs> so when we dream, we're connected with another aspect of our consciousness. So consciousness is kind of on a continuum from being completely and totally wide awake to being completely and totally deep asleep in REM sleep, rapid eye movement, where we have our dreams. And then in between, there are all sorts of um, of in-between layers of consciousness ranging from highway hypnosis, you're on the, you're driving, you missed your exit 10 minutes ago, you didn't notice it. So who was driving the car for the last 10 minutes? Um, Hypnotherapy, trances, using medications, that in-between zone of waking and sleeping that Carl Jung calls the hypnopompic and the hypnagogic zones. And then there's synchronicity of the waking dream state. So there are all sorts of layers of consciousness that we're able to access. And when we're wide awake during the day, some of our deeper layers of self, as well as our connections with other times, other places with the divine, however you might understand who or what that is for you in your life, they're kind of asleep underneath the daytime sensor, the the left linear part of our brain, the left brain linear part that kind of keeps our intuition down and keeps us from noticing things that aren't right on the surface. When we're asleep, the sensor goes to sleep. So we have access, excuse me, access to all this information that's there all along but we were too busy in our waking lives to tune into it. So I strongly recommend for people, A, just for fun and because it's so interesting, and B, because you can learn really cool, fun things and see if there are things in your life that have been troubling you and are unresolved, you have an opportunity to heal them by connecting with the dream source. Mm, I love that because I agree. And many times I've looked at dreams like intuition going yeah. within, trusting those messages, knowing that somewhere, and you know, it's just like, it's like, I can't figure this out. I can't figure it out. And we get a little bit too mental about it, but I think allowing for that flow of energy, but mm-hmm. it does bring up an important question. like, why do some people say, oh, I never dream or oh, I never can remember my dreams. Why do some people have trouble even, you know, bringing those out and remembering them? Sure. Well, there's a few ways to answer that question. And one is that everybody dreams all the time, every night, just bio physiologically, our neurobiology, because we've had people in sleep labs, and we know that we all have five to seven REM cycles every night where our brain is dreaming. We only remember, however, the ones that happen just before we wake up. Hmm. So when people say, I don't remember, I don't have dreams, what they really mean is, I don't remember my dreams. So then that's the second question is, why do people not remember? And to start with, People who value their dreams and find their dreams important are going to be much more likely to remember than people who don't really care about it or don't value it or don't put their attention on it. 
right? Because we, you know, we see what we're looking for and we we find what we're attending to. So if someone wants to remember their dreams, the, the two best pieces of advice that I have just to start with would be value them and appreciate that there's some higher, deeper consciousness that has something to offer you that you would like to have access to. So one is value it. And two is write it down. Because we all dream, we wake up, we hop in the shower, just we get out of bed, the, dream, the dream's gone. It just, woof, like a puff of smoke. So we need to anchor it in some way uh, to get it so we can remember it and work with it. So I encourage people to have a dream journal. Yeah, I love that. And it's kind of like what we talk about with intuition, too. It's like making it a priority. And it's the same thing. Like, if you want to work with your dreams, make it a priority. Set that up for yourself. I agree. I was sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, how funny. I'm talking to you about dreams. And the place I'm going to is called the Dreaming House. And that is part of what our work will be doing is like being in that state. Oh, yeah. How, how funny. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. <laughs> I'd call that a synchronicity. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about, especially being that this book has to deal with that PTSD. Like, how do you start to work with, and I know this is kind of what you're talking about in the book as well, about like nightmares, trauma dreams, crisis dreams. Like, how do you, do you, you know, differ from those? Does it matter? How do you work with that? So with regular dreams that are not terribly scary nightmares, dreams that are fun or intriguing or interesting or curious, or even quote unquote bad dreams that are maybe a little bit upsetting, there are there are many, many ways to do dream work. And in, in both of the books, actually, I've, I've outlined several ways of doing dream work. And to remember that dreams come in multiple layers. So a dream doesn't only mean this or that, it can mean this and that, and that, and that too. So when we're working with sort of ordinary dreams that aren't terrible nightmares, there are many, many methods of doing dream work. There is the Gestalt method where you, um, every image, every person, every character in the dream is some part of yourself. There is dream re-entry, which is a Jungian active imagination style where you go inside the dream and you kind of walk around and interact with the characters and maybe have dialogues. There's looking at symbol, there's looking at metaphor, there's looking at analogy. And and we we follow associations, right? So good dream work is really the study of associations. When we're working with scary nightmares, and in particular, if we know or suspect that the nightmares are generated from either recent or historical trauma, it's very important for us to go very slowly because when we have been traumatized, we our, our system is shocked and is, is afraid. So when the trauma is happening, we're afraid. And then if it stays in our system and we haven't been able to metabolize it, we continue to feel afraid. We continue to think that something bad is going to happen, even if that scary thing or that traumatic event happened years and years ago, because our system got locked onto the emotion of the fear. And mm. there's an expression in English, you know, frozen in fear. And that's actually what happens to our, to our, um, our nervous system. It gets frozen in fear. So we don't want to go into, and and nightmares, let me back myself up, nightmares are often the SOS from the unconscious, which say, you haven't finished metabolizing this thing, you haven't finished processing this thing, there's more for you to learn, know, do, 
forgive, and then ultimately to go out into the world with the healing that you got from working through your nightmare and doing something active in the world to honor that healing and, and pay it forward, if you will. Well, I was going to say, when we do dream work, we, we want to go very, very slowly and make sure that people are resourced. And that's the principle of the Gaia method, which is my guided active imagination approach. It's sort of that is for working with nightmares. And it's based on two pillars. And one pillar is the Jungian active imagination style of working. The other pillar is best practice trauma treatment. So I go very slowly and carefully and help people really build resources so that they feel safe, centered, secure, and connected in the here and now before we go mucking around with the demons and the devils and the tsunamis and the scary things that they've been yeah. dreaming about. So as you're working in your process, the Gaia Method, and as you're working with this, are you using other modalities as well? I mean, I see that you have EMDR and you have some of the other, other energy modalities. Are you using that as well to help process this? So, yes. Um, the Gaia method actually when the, there's, there's two stages and then sort of a bridge between the two, the first stage of the method is the ingathering of allies and resources. And that is borrowed. The protocol is very similar to what we actually do in EMDR. Hmm. So before we do the reprocessing of the R part of the EMDR, we first ground and center and collect resources. That's part of the protocol for doing the work. So nice. it's really very based on this sense of safety first, safety first. And then we use in the dream work, there's two words in trauma treatment that are very um, useful in doing dream work with nightmares. And one is titration and the other is pendulation. So titration is like an eyedropper, right? A little drop at a time, a little bit at a time. And we only go as fast as the slowest part of the person is able to keep up and feel safe, right? And that's sort of borrowed from like IFS, internal family systems, that idea of the parts. So there's the titration. And with pendulation, like an old fashioned clock with a pendulum, when we're both doing trauma treatment and when we're doing dream work, we'll swing in once we've got our posse of safe people and objects and images and landscapes to, to um, return to or hang on to, We'll go into the traumatic events and then we'll move back out and look at something else. And then we'll go back in and do a little more work here in the darkest parts. And then we'll take a breather over here. So these principles of doing trauma treatment are very implied and embedded in the Gaia method. And the dream is the impetus. The dream is the guide. Right. The dream yeah. is we start with the material in the dream itself and then depending on what is going on in the dream or nightmare, we make connections and associations to things that are happening or have happened in life. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just stay and work with the material of the dream, at least right now. Because the healing we do in one plane or in one level of consciousness will ripple to other layers of consciousness as well. We might yeah. just stay right in the dream and do the work in there, but that'll ripple into our waking life as well. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think I mentioned before we hit record again is, you know, um, around COVID, I kept waking up, not so much in my dreams, but in fear, mm -hmm. feelings of fear and fear. And I couldn't like, well, what am I afraid of? And I was also coming out of the loss of my parents, the yeah. grief and the fear. And like, is this my fear? Am I fear of being alone? Is it the fear of the world? 
And it was trying to process that energy, which I guess is a similar energy, but I don't can't really say I would call it a normal dream, but it was a consciousness. Right. Part of why people sometimes say, Terry, that they don't remember their dreams is because they don't recognize certain things as dreams, right? They think of dreams as, you know, there's a beginning, a middle and end, there's okay. a story, there are characters. That's one kind of dream. There are other kinds of dreams where all you wake up with is a feeling. Did not know that, Linda. Did not know that. Wow. Like that was big for me to hear you say that. That was big. I did not know that. That's pretty fascinating. So that is also a type of dream. Hmm. That's right. So your dream all those nights was the feeling of fear. Almost like nightmares. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking, I was like a nightmare, right? Yeah. It was. Right, because what makes a nightmare, it's the emotional narrative. We have a storyline in many dreams. And what makes the difference between a dream and a nightmare? It's the emotions connected with what's happening. Mm. So if you have a s- characters in a story, you know, if you feel calm, peaceful, curious, happy, it's a dream. But if the same characters in the dream and you feel frightened or angry or, or grief-stricken, it might be a nightmare. And sometimes we have this separation, right? This dissociative, um, protective thing. I can't think of a better word right now that our brain does, with, which separates the the action from the emotion until we can catch our breaths and have enough space and distance. And I'll tell you, Harry, you are not the only person who woke up with mm. fear during the height of COVID because we were living through worldwide trauma. And actually, even I think in my book, I said, I'm not the kind of person who usually have nightmares. I'm pretty lucky. But there was one time I just woke up like panic stricken. And there was no reason Mm -hmm. in my personal life, except we were in the middle of COVID. And I think, you know, particularly those of us who are empaths, but, but when it's all over the world, it's, that's pretty much everyone. That's the dream, right? We're just picking up on that energy. And then for you, it was double whammy, right? Because you had just lost your parents as well. It was. Yeah, it was double whammy. And it was a lot. And at the time, I had just met my, now she's my energy teacher, Cindy Dale, who had just come out with a book. I'd interviewed her on the podcast. And she was talking about trauma and cellular structure. And she actually had a chapter in there about the coronavirus and how fear was the brain of that virus. And it was fascinating. I'd never heard that either. And immediately she's an energy medicine teacher, researcher, Llewellyn author as well. All right. I shout out her all the time. I love her (laughs) to death. But I think that that's important for all of us to see. Like sometimes that energy is there. And I love the idea because actually as I equate it to nightmare, I can understand it. Because generally in a nightmare, you might see some of it, but you're waking up shaking and like you had this feeling. And even though I couldn't see it, I kept saying like, where is this coming from? It was so massive. And so that energy was there. That emotion was there. Right. And then I had to do many things like you're talking about as well. Break it down, break it down. I can sometimes be a little drastic. Am I breaking it down? But I do talk about step by step walking through, right? But your book does go into a lot of this. It talks about the difference between a dream and a nightmare. It talks about the narrative, the emotional stories, ordinary nightmares, the effects, the dreams, the dissociation. You bring all this in. You break it down. You do bring your Gaia method in as well. And you really give us a lot of help and how we can look and see and understand better. What are some of the results that you're getting from this? Or what are you hearing? Well, it's, it's a great question. And I'm getting two different kinds of things happening. One that's been happening for a long time. And I'm very blessed. I love my work. And I'm gifted by watching people heal and being able to participate in a sort of 
um, psycho-spiritual conversation, you know, several days a week, three, four days a week, depending on how many days I'm seeing. I, I love the spiritual conversations too. So I hear you on that. Yeah. 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 So I watch people heal. I watch people get unstuck from places they were stuck. Sometimes people who've had traumatic experiences from years ago that they just never were able to process. There, there are two types of dreams about trauma. One is the instant replay, if you will. It's like a flashback, but in your dreams, mm. where the event of the traumatic events just replay and you're dreaming. This is frequently seen in soldiers and, and war veterans, um, sometimes also in sexual assault victims, and could be in anyone. But I've seen people who, who've had these flashbacks in their dreams. You know, we, we do the dream work, and I've seen them stop having the flashbacks, stop Excellent. having the nightmares, transform it so they have a different relationship with their dreams. So what is it when you have a dream, say like this time of year brings up energy for a lot of people, mm -hmm. me included. So you have a dream and it's a similar theme, but the characters are changed. So you pay attention. And this is one of the reasons to write your dreams down, because we do have repetitive themes or we can have repetitive characters or landscapes. Right. But if something is repeating in our dreams, particularly the theme that's a symbol that something we're supposed to be paying attention to. If something keeps showing up in our life, it's saying, hello, we want to get your attention. You need to pay attention to this. There's something you don't fully understand or know, or there's something you're supposed to do and you haven't done it yet. And we might not remember that we're having repetitive dreams and repetitive themes unless we're keeping our journal and writing it down. Interesting. Or maybe it's a deeper healing, or maybe it's completing a healing. Sure. Or, sure. Yeah. And, and that's very common that we can only do, you know, sometimes we can do bits and pieces at a time. You know, you can do a chunk of healing around something, and then that's it for now. You got to go take a breath, live your life, go to Mexico, take a vacation. <laughs> um, and then later on, you know, at some point, we say, okay, we're ready to peel the onion for the next layer now. Something has happened in our life that, that indicates to us, okay, Time for that next layer to get um, acknowledged and, and, and healed. And I agree. I agree. And I've seen that with my own mm -hmm. healing and I've seen that with my clients as well. We reach a level and all of a sudden it's like, uh oh, here it comes back around. I thought I healed that. Well, it's a deeper level. We just go in. So we're using our dreams and looking for those repetitive dreams. I've had them. I haven't lately, but I know I've had repetitive dreams. One was high school. Like I would walk around and I couldn't find the right hall, right? You know, it's like one of those dreams. So I thought that's always kind of interesting. And yeah, I think when those dreams come up, I get a lot of messages in the morning and I kind of pay attention. Okay, what is the message? It's like, okay, what is the what is the message of all my dreams? That's kind of what I've been asking. Like, what is my message? What oh, is the message yeah. from today? What was all this work we did at night? And that's where I've kind of been, uh, you know, recognizing that and starting that. Yeah. So that's interesting. You could practice if you wanted, you know, you have a perfect opportunity because you're going off to this place which sounds like a retreat space and you might be doing some dream work while you're there. But you can go in with, a, there's a great word in, in Hebrew, it's kavanah. And kavanah is translated as intention. And lekaven is to point ourselves in a particular direction like a road sign. So you can go in with a kavanah with an intentionality of remembering your dreams and working with them. And you can also go in with the Kavanavi intentionality of doing dream incubation, which means simply spend a few minutes before going to sleep at night and write down the question, the dilemma, the, the, the query that you have that you'd like information about. 
and send it to your dream views and then record your dream on the same page as your question. And if you prime the pump and if you practice this, you might not get the answer like the first night, but with practice, you will get the answer to your questions in your dreams. They don't, sometimes often they come in symbol and metaphor, so you have to unpack it and kind of figure it out, but, but it'll be there. I have to say, I just got the biggest bit of inspiration from that idea. I really did. It's like, wow, this is what I'm going to do. Like, because I am searching for answers and I haven't oh, cool. gone in this way. And this is a great opportunity. I love that. I wrote both of those down. And I think that's exciting. And yeah, and just even, you know, listeners here for talking about dream work and talking about processing. And this is a good time. The winter is the time of our ancestors. and It is the time of our dreams and our vision. So as we open up to that, it's a perfect opportunity. But I love that so much. Yeah, definitely. Oh, thank you. The, the The nicest thing I think that's happened is um, I'm a member of an organization called IASD, the International Association for the Study of Dreams. Big shout out. It's a fantastic organization. I recommend it to all your readers to join, IASD.org. And they have a Facebook page. And I you know, post various things about the book, and I've done other podcasts. So I get a post, I don't know, maybe about a month ago, from a gentleman who is an American volunteer in the Ukraine, working with the refugees there. And he said, I heard one of your podcasts and I bought your book and I'm using your work on trauma and nightmares to help with the refugee healing it's in beautiful. Ukraine. It's like, oh my God, that's why I'm doing there this work. You go. It was like, it was fantastic. We have to have the tools to be able to access it in a really deep and loving and healing way. I agree. So how beautiful is that? It was just made my day. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So where can we go to find the book? Where would you like to So the us? book has its own website. It's called ptsdreams.com. So www.ptsdreams.com. And it'll give you a little synopsis. So you, there's a bunch of endorsements there, ways to order the book if you'd like. You can get it from the publisher, Llewellyn, from, of course, Amazon. Um, there's a group called um, bookshop.org, which is a bunch of indie bookstores and a consortium, um, Barnes and Nobles. So in February, actually, I'm very excited. I will be anyone planning to go to Maui in February. I'm going to be at the Barnes and Nobles on February 11th um, on Maui. So that's okay. exciting. My daughter lived there for a couple of years. Yeah, oh, right out of college. Yep. That's yep. great. Beautiful. What a great opportunity. Oh, it, it is. And then yeah. I periodically teach classes. I don't have another one coming up right now because I just finished one teaching one about um, using dream work for ancestral healing. Mm. Um, and But I I will be teaching at the conference in, in June. The IASD conference will be in Ashland, Oregon. And I'll be teaching on, on Maui in February. And there'll be other things, no doubt coming up here and there right now. I don't have the time to to put a course together. <laughs> I hear you. No, how awesome. I, did, did I see you were at the Omega? Yeah, that was last yeah. summer. I love yeah. the Omega. When I lived in New York, I was there every year for something. So I got oh, some great teachers. Great. I loved it. I watched seeing the whole thing grow. What a great opportunity nice. up there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, how awesome for you. Yeah. So it has been so much fun chatting with you. I really do appreciate our conversation. And as we go to close, I like to come back around and just ask, Although we have kind of talked about it, but just to leave our listeners with kind of a nice uplifting idea of how do you feel that this work through our dreams, processing them can help to empower the spirit right now. Mm, thank you. So the title of the last chapter in the book 
is from PTSD to PTSG, from post-traumatic stress disorder to post-trauma spiritual growth. And that's the whole point, really, is when we've been through difficult or traumatic times in our life, we're affected at all levels of being, body, mind, heart, and spirit. So we need to bring the healing to all those levels as well. And when we attend to our own healing and we go back in time and space to heal anything that's unfinished with our own family in the world at large with our ancestors, we then get to bring our healed spirit forward to the next generation, to our descendants, whether they're our children or not. The final stage of healing is using what happens to you to help other people. And that's uh, quoting Gloria Stein. Yeah, and I agree. I think the greatest gift that we can give right now to humanity is to do the healing on ourselves. And when we heal that part of us through our generation, it changes forward and back. I agree 100%. And so why not dreams? It's our consciousness, right? It's how we talk about an energy work just because we don't see it. Doesn't make it any less important. Yeah. And the body, it's it's a complicated, beautiful system, (laughs) right? It really is. But we innately can do the work and we innately have what we need within us. But we have to, you know, make it a priority, put the intention there for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much. I'm so excited to share this with my audience. All the best to you. And thanks for joining us to your spirit. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Namaste. Yes, the final stage of healing is using what happened to you to help others. Why not dream? It is your consciousness and it can help you to heal your trauma, the trauma that you carry from your families so that you can bring this healing forward for your descendants. The greatest thing each of us can do right now is our own self-healing so that we can shine our light. And as you heal and shine your light, you offer others to do the same. Reach out to Linda for her books. Make dream work a priority in your life. Get a dream journal. Write them down. Notice the healing that can come forward for you. And if you want to go deeper within your spirit and ready to build your spiritual practice, reach out. I have two openings left for my Empowered Spirit private mentoring this winter. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Local to Birmingham, my next in-person Reiki One training is on Sunday, January 22nd. You will learn of the foundation of Reiki, the principles of Reiki, chakra energy work. You will be attuned to the system so that you can begin running Reiki for your own self-care. You can find the information on my website at tarryandhyman.com.